Hello, Skillets, and welcome to another episode of Cast Iron, the podcast all about rock and metal. And today is a very special episode because we're doing a double album, and it's possibly the only melodic death metal double album ever recorded. Maybe for good reason. Mm. We'll see what Lewis thinks. We are talking <laughs> about Soilworks, The Living Infinite. That, right, like, I'm not having this, right? That, that's, that's no intro. <laughs> Alan, call the groundskeeper, because we're going to the garden, and we're going to do some soil work, because it's The Living Infinite from 2013. Very, very nice. Very nice. Is this is this the last episode of Cast Iron? Do I need to apologise to you because we we had a I did I did check in with you to see when we we're going to record this, and you had said I think we need to do an EP next time. Uh, where, where's your sense of adventure? You know, it's a, it's a rare opportunity. Well, I'm, for us. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bury the lead too much, but you know, it's it's a long record. Let's put it that way. But yeah. This uh, this is also my first introduction to soil work as well. Actually, like um, I don't know if I've ever been like exposed to them at all. I think I had a friend that owned one of their records, um, and I think it was what's the two thousand five one? Yeah. Um, uh, figure number five, stabbing the drama, stabbing the drama, stabbing the drama. So I may have heard something off that. He may have played me something off that, but it didn't leave much of an impression, and I couldn't remember. You know what they were supposed to be like, what genre they were, and stuff. So when we when I started looking it all up, and it was like, oh, okay, mellow death. Yeah, that makes sense. It's Alan chose it right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, it's um, it, it's it, it's my cliched favorite genre. It's um, Gothenburg yeah. style melodic death metal, and we've talked a lot mm-hmm. about in flames and at the gates before. And soil work are a kind of contemporary of in flames. Now, the fun fact is. The band Soilwork appear in uh, as the cast of the video for the uh, In Flames Cloud Connected, and In Flames oh, okay. appear in the video of Soilwork's Rejection Royal Rule. New albums came out the, the same year, um, so oh, they are. I guess they um, are. Yeah, I mean it's, it's Gothenburg style metal. It's uh, it's crunchy Julie guitar noodling. Um, it's yeah, it's, it's got its own unique aspects to it and uh, we can get to that and we're we're talking about soul work today because yeah they're one of my favorite bands and i, I think i saw them twice like back to back in certain years in london oh, really? but also because their uh, lead guitarist david anderson recently passed away and the living infinite is his first album with the band and earlier in 2022 they released their latest album which is called overgiven heaven which translates as abandonment and it's fucking great fucking great Good stuff so i don't even know how i got into them but the important thing is that i did and now we're here but um yeah probably heard some of the tracks off things like stabbing the drama and figure number five at some point and they mm. um they did have a bit of a a lull after their more commercial success um and so this is a really interesting album because it's quite a it's quite a transitionary one for the band and yeah. soil work i've had a 
bit of a changing lineup over the years. They were formed by uh, Bjorn, Bjorn Stred, also known as Speed. He's the singer. Yep. Uh, and Peter Vickers, who was the lead guitarist over most of their initial run. And so Stred, Stred is absolutely everywhere. You you will have heard yep. him fronting um, Act of Denial. Uh, they they come up with uh, Negative last year, which is I think, one of my favorites of last year. And he makes guest appearances mm-hmm. on, according to Wikipedia, absolutely everything from the early albums yep. of Disharmonia Mundi, which is... Um, is like an Italian version of this, uh, and some yep. Alan deep cuts like um, he's a guest on Camelot's A Great Pandemonium. He's a guest on mm-hmm. Mercenaries Redefine Me, and he's probably one of the best singers in heavy metal, at least um, nowadays. I, I would I would say. Yeah, I was very struck by his voice actually on this, but we'll obviously we'll get into that as we go through. Um, but yeah, I was a little bit concerned actually when I was looking at the history <laughs> of this band and noticing that Bjorn Strid is the only member left of the original band. Yes. And I'm like, ah, and he's a vocalist. How much, <laughs> how much of the band, you know, sound stays consistent throughout their career? It feels like, um, especially with this record and we'll get into it as we, we, we explore it. I don't think it's that much of a mellow death record. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a much more, uh, more, more of a modern metal metalcore sound. It reminded me quite heavily of an album we explored um, very recently, actually, uh, Disarm the, S- the Descent by Killswitch Engage. Mm. I think it has a lot more of a metalcore edge to it than it does any sort of mellow death thing. Now, that's not to say there aren't connections there, because metalcore is very much a genre born from mellow death. Yeah. Um, and you can, you can certainly hear those, you know, those elements in, in this record, especially sort of like the lead guitar work in particular. Lots of melody, lots of just, you know, harmonizing and stuff like that. So, um, that's, that's the thing that really strikes me in this. But I feel like the overall production and structure lends itself a lot more to modern metalcore than it does melody death, I think. But that's, me. that's, that, that is fair. And it's not, um, it's not super conventional. And um, yeah, I think what are the other? There's also a bit of a black metal influence in it. There's a lot of tremolo oh, picking, God, blast so, beating fun yeah, that we're going to get into. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That was not. That was a surprise. <laughs> I I will talk a bit about where I think there's more classic soil work stuff. They've kind of got three periods. There's some of their early yeah. stuff, and, and their albums all have weird names because they're, they're Swedes trying to speak English, so they've got silly names like Steel Bath yeah, yeah. Suicide and uh, Predator's yeah. Portrait. That is. Um, very very fast aggressive quite thrashy take on oh, i think it's more of a traditional mellow death sound then you have their right. um natural born chaos and stabbing the drama figure number five stage yep. and that is where you get it's a similar sound to in flames cloud connected where it's not quite right, okay. it's not what you would call traditional mellow death it is more of that yep. mid-tempo chuggy there's new metal influences yep, coming yep. in there's definitely metalcore influence coming in and then there yep. is everything from when david anderson joins a band where i think you get uh, more black metal, more blast beats, and actually like some folk music influences. Not so much in this album, but you do hear it in the albums that follow. Um, also yeah. in this album, before I forget, it's got um, Dick Verburen on the drums, who's now with Megadeth. Um, yeah, so yeah, he's been there since 2016 yeah, as well. So he? that's yeah. um, that, that's cool. He he left Soil Work after um, the Ride Majestic, so it's I forget what the guy's called like Bastian Thurgaard or something. Who's their their drummer now? Right, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yep. So that's the that's the backstory, and um, mm-hmm. this is a long album, and I've only got you know a, a bladder of finite size, and as Lewis can see here, <laughs> a kind of medium-sized cup of peppermint tea. So <laughs> oh, I've already finished my tea, mate. Oh, so this is going to be a long one. <laughs> rookie mistake. How long have we been doing this? Five years, and you've drank, drank all your liquids. Uh, <laughs> all right, so let's get it into it then. So we got two discs, as uh, so we're on disc yep. one, first track, and that is Spectrum of Eternity. What did you make of this? What was your, what was your initial yeah, My thoughts? first note is, yeah, my first note is, fucking hell, that's some introduction. <laughs> uh, so yeah, blast beats absolutely explode out of the gate for this one. Uh, I was not expecting that for, for a record that was described as melodic death metal. Um, so yeah, I love the leads in the chorus. Um, I think they're actually quite video gamey in sound. Like yep. they, they, they got that sort of like digital quality to them, which is really fun. Amazing solo in the middle eight. Um, really, really enjoyed that. Just an extremely intense song, but also very memorable. You get the, you, you get both sides of Strid's sort of vocals. You get his sort of, you know, screamy death metal vocals, but also just his really lovely soaring, you know, clean melodies. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's all encapsulated on this song. I would say though, it's probably a little <sighs> opening the album with this. I'm not entirely sure was a great idea. <laughs> uh, what makes you say that? Um, because it's, it, it reminds me of, you know, Rain and Blood by Slayer, in that, like, it opens with such an incredible song that everything that follows it has to live up to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, like, like, no offense to the rest of the record, but Spectrum of Eternity is such an incredibly strong opener that, unfortunately, when we get to the next track, things sort of take a bit of a fall quite quickly. Um, but that's not, that's less, that's not to take away from this song. You know, it's a really great opener. I had a great time with this. I think it's incredibly well written and performed. And yeah, I, it was, I was not expecting this level of intensity at the start of this record. I think it's a really good song. Look, it is a bit of a statement of intent. And, um, yeah. I, I really like the opening riff. You also hear, um, Speed's, his sort of traditional fast rapping style of screams. Um, yeah, which so that's that's very much part of his style. Apart from really good cleans, and, and as you say, this is actually one of the heavier tracks. There's not a lot of clean singing except the bridge, uh, and the, the yeah. solo is indeed pretty fun. Um, and mm. this was the I think this was the first song they released off this album, and obviously have it reached the nadir of their career with a couple of fairly weak albums. And Vickers leaving the band, I think people were rightly nervous. And then when this came out, they're like, "Yeah, Holy shit, this is uh this okay. Is, yeah. This yeah. is pretty good. This is pretty good. Like, um, yeah, I, yeah. I, I um, obviously love this one. It's just a just a rager, and I, I quite like that it starts yep. you off with the strings. You think, know, oh, is this going to be a you know, slightly pretentious? Yeah. Oh, metal yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, nah, nah, just straight into the blast beats and treble picking. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. It's a great little like, yeah, uh, bait and switch. That one at the start there. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, but then unfortunately, we do get track two, which is Memories Confined. It's forever, I won't get- Together we won't be 
So this one, I, oh, so this is more of a mid-tempo, <sighs> stumpy one, and yeah. this is yep. quite similar to some of Soulwork's previous work and Stabbing a Drama, but it's a bit. It's it's a it's it's much much slower paced even than that, and you've got like I think yeah. I think I think the the riff's pretty good. I like the I like the groovy riff, and and yeah. Strid does more of his clean singingness. It's I don't think it's too much of a tempo killer because the previous track mm. is is so blistering. Um, but yeah. I think it is a I think it is it's a it's just a little bit of a come down after the first one. Yeah, that's that was the problem I was having with this. It was just like, right, if you're gonna if you're gonna start an album that way, I would at least hope that you'd carry that intensity forward a little bit further. I'm not saying they all have to be a million miles an hour blast beat crazy like like that spectrum of eternity or, or like disarm that memories, the whole album is uh, yeah to the walls. It's just uh, yeah, it's just it, it it really like flattened the record for me quite early on. Unfortunately, like the tempo is so greatly reduced. Um, and it just didn't leave much of an impression. I was really waiting for like a big riff or a hook or something to like draw me in. It just didn't seem to really happen. Um, and I, I don't, I want to say as well, I don't think this is a bad song. It is not a bad song. I just think it's quite mediocre. Mm-hmm. It, it just sort of passes you by. And I felt like that for a lot of the tracks on, on this record is that they just sort of happen. And I just don't really like something doesn't click with me. It doesn't really sort of like, I, I I was hoping for a hook or a or or a chorus or a melody or something to just really sort of like oh okay that's good I can hold on to that and and uh, that will carry the song for I, through for me. I would but unfortunately I would it just quite, didn't quite. It's quite meandering. Yeah, it's a few interesting ideas, but it doesn't really gel into a particularly memorable track. Yeah, so um you know first sign of uh, I don't know whether this record's going to be the one for me unfortunately, but um, thankfully. We get to move on to this momentary bliss. So I think whenever I first, if I take my mind back to whenever I first. Um, listen to this album. This is the track where I definitely fell in love with it. From the yep. opening drum roll into that super catchily dueling riff, I was like yes, yep. yes, this is this th- th- this is what I like. This is my cup of tea. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree completely. I think this is an excellent song. Like really good. If anything, I'm, I've come away from this record afterwards just like knowing that. Well, at least I got to be introduced to this momentary bliss. <laughs> um, the pace picks up dramatically on this song i think the lead guitar work is outstanding i love all the tapping they do yep. on this track like um there's that's that's quite interesting that's that's something that you don't really hear across this record that much um it's got that kill switch like back and forth with the screaming and the singing i think that's really fun uh the, the and this is the big thing with this with this song that actually a lot of this record does the chorus is enormous. It's mm-hmm. got this big uplifting quality to it. It's actually quite positive in the way it sounds overall. Yes. It's not a, a sort of neggy metal record where it's just like, ah, everything's bad. It's just like, it's, uh, <laughs> it's got a nice, like, 
wholesome quality to it actually it feels like it's like yeah we, we you know like if you saw this live you'd all want to sing along you'd all you know brothers in arms having a great fucking time mm-hmm. like i think this this that's the sort of thing that really like comes across across this sort of work record um there's a there's a there's a very sort of wholesome energy to it it feels like it want they, they want to bring their audience into the fold and just have let them have a good time which is surprising for a melodeath record <laughs> yeah um Another really amazing solo in the middle eight. It's, it's just an excellent, excellent song. Like, um, it was one I came back to a lot, um, on repeat listens, actually. Um, yeah, it, it stands out quite heavily. I think, yeah, it's, it's an absolute highlight of this record. I, I get to listen to this all day and repeat, and sometimes I do that. Yeah. It, 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 it is, yeah. It, it's like, uh, all, we're gonna, this is, I feel like I'm making a lot of kill switch references here, but it's got that in due time. Yeah. Uh, sort of feeling of I'm just gonna listen to this again. That was really good. Um, yeah. and, and soil work are really big um, on anthemic choruses. Um, one of yeah. their more well known ones that they do live is a track called "Nerve" from "Stabbing the Drama," which also is like massive okay. choruses is, is a thing they do, and I think they can right. do it because Stred is such a good singer. And I love the way he transitions yeah, between yeah. screaming and singing very smoothly throughout the whole yeah, album, and not in a me- not in that metalcore way. Whenever, like, mm. I think we saw Barry Tomorrow live once, I was really disappointed. I was like, oh, the guy doing the screams and the guy doing the cleans is two different people. Boo. I, I love yeah, that he yeah. does all of it. Absolutely. And, um, absolutely. Yeah. And it, it, like I say, it sounds effortless. It just feels yeah. like he's a very well trained vocalist. You know, it, it, it comes quite naturally to him. Um, yeah. I, there's definitely been lots of bands where I'm just like, even if the vocalist does both cleans and harsh, um, some do not <laughs> approach that as well as as Strid does, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, yeah, he's 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 phenomenal. Like he's a great screamer and a great vocalist. Uh, just a singing voice as well is is really really nice. And I think he's writing um, quite a lot of these songs as well. As I as I yeah, hastily look at Wikip- Wikipedia in the background, he's ri- he writes some of them. Certainly, he writes all the the yeah. lyrics. And uh, yeah, he yeah, has yeah. written quite a few of the songs. He he wrote this one with with Anderson. Um, yeah, well, there you go. Obviously, very accomplished songwriter. Yeah. So, yeah, very well done. Um, yeah, speaking of very accomplished songs, track four is Tongue. Um, I think this is another excellent song. <laughs> um, yeah, I think this is really, really well done. I think, I, again, I, I really like the fact that he's singing over blast beats on this song yep. in the pre-chorus. I think that's really good fun. I, and it works su- surprisingly well. It doesn't, like, you know, the, the vocals don't get drowned out by the, the constant hammering of the drums. It's a real phenomenal um, mix just, of light and heavy, isn't it? And, yeah, and it actually, just um, really well mixed. Th- this, to me, is one of the, the traits of the, the new era solo work with Anderson is a lot more blast beats, a lot more heaviness and, and that that um so one of the big differences with the, the Vickers era is what I, I would say Vickers riffs have more of a rhythmic crunch, like a meat grinder quality. Like, yeah, yeah. That kind of a right, head banging okay. yeah, yeah. new metal kind of a feel to yeah, it. Yeah. Like that me- metal core crunch. Whereas Anderson's more yeah. bendy and loopy and the guitars are going and flitting around and um Yeah, it, yeah. It almost has that kind of folk music quality if you listen to something like stabbing the drama i think you'll hear that 
contrast really clear this is this is this is me addressing the listener not you directly but you should listen to stabbing the drama it's yeah, good yeah. good fun if you want to do a big some stompy new metal-esque fun um but this yeah, one yeah. again it's a really interesting take on dueling guitars because the rhythm yep. riff is quite groovy but you've yeah. also got that melodic lead over it there's like two really interesting guitar lines interposed at once and another yeah another yeah. massive chorus and that that like yeah that to oh, me is like chorus. you have this is the kind of album where I, think, I thought oh i really hope that um i really hope that lewis, lewis listens to this more than once because i feel like there's yeah, so yeah, much no. there's so much to get out of it and and yeah it's a double album so it's it's inherently demanding okay i came back to this one quite a bit um and actually i've got to say as well like the the past few days at work i have been whistling the chorus to this one quite a lot <laughs> <laughs> it's just in my head now i'm just like oh what a great chorus that is um yeah no really really effective and memorable tune um just again like this was the point in the record where i was like oh man this vocalist is pretty bloody good <laughs> um the thing I really liked about this one in particular is there's a breakdown where it sort of like strips all the instrumentation down. It gets quite proggy and the, chill, yes, actually. That's interesting and, and you then, would say proggy because my yeah. notes said it's got this cam interlude with a sweeping guitar solo. It's like something you'd hear yeah. on a Dream Theater album. Absolutely, absolutely. And like, yeah, when that solo kicks in, it's very spacey and atmospheric, yeah. but the solo continues when the music steps up a notch and gets back into the metal sound of things. And I was like, oh, that's such a lovely transition there from that spacey section to the sort of like fasty kind of thrash solo thing. Oh, it's just, yeah, really nice touch. Good bit of variety as well across this song. I, it's yeah, another absolute outstanding track i'm just like okay yeah yeah well, maybe we're gonna vibe hey, with this we're, album. we're three maybe, we're three for not four. gonna be we're three for four hopefully you're not yeah, gonna yeah. you're not gonna <laughs> shit on the entire rest of the album I'm, I'm, I'm at this point in the listening party i'm still hopeful that we will get to episode 33 <laughs> 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 um, so next up we got the first of the title tracks i guess if you're doing a double album yeah. you can do one title track per disc this is the living infinite <laughs> one So I'd say this was another sort of mid-paced stompy track. Um, I really like that spiky riff that, that plays in the first verse. I think that's a really nice little uh, bit of guitar work. Unfortunately, I didn't think the chorus very grabbed me on this one. Um, I think it's probably because it's screamed instead of sung. Um, I think the overall track is kind of inoffensive and like there's nothing particularly wrong with it. It's just not grabbing me and not like doing anything that particularly sort of felt massively memorable especially off the back of the last two tracks which have these incredible choruses and this one just kind of happens and yeah i just i just it just didn't affect me in the way that i wanted it to unfortunately i found it inoffensive but kind of mediocre overall unfortunately i mean i think this sounds to me like a generic soil work sound fairly standard yeah. gothenburg metal track and it's I think that's telling okay. that that is the first title track because this album is both a somewhat standard Gothenburg sound at times, but at other times it goes further and does more. This is a little bit of expansiveness. It's a bit of an acoustic intro, yeah. but it is a fairly generic soil work track. Now, I have listened yeah. to this album a lot, like a, a yeah. lot. And uh, mm. so 
Today I was um, doing my notes for the show, just thinking on my AirPods Pro, and this is the track where I thought, the audio mix isn't the best here. I need to clean out mm. my earphones. So I took my earphones and I dissolved, you know, dissolved, took off the, the silicone tips and yep. cleaned them out in some hot water. And then I, then I listened to this, and then I listened to a track off the new Soilwork album called um, Valleys of Gloam that I knew the mix really okay. well. I think, yeah, yep. it, is in, it is in fact the mix. And I think... It's yeah. not a massive problem, and the dynamic range is quite good. But I would like a little more definition in the mids. It's, I yeah. think it's fine when you're listening to it casually. But mm. as someone who like I've listened to this album so many times that my brain is often on autopilot. Are you know, metal and just yeah, industrial yeah. deafness? But there was something yeah. a little bit distracting when I was listening to it more critically. And mm. um, yeah, but I but I it didn't. But there's other tracks I think are still mixed properly there was just something weird about this one so that's but yeah it might just be because it is uh more of a mid-tempo mid-range there's not quite a lot going on um but yeah, yeah I, I agree yeah. this is a, a pretty pretty mediocre one yeah a shame a shame um track six then uh let the first wave rise Uh, this is not a mediocre song. <laughs> uh, this one goes at a million miles an hour and fits a lot of great mo- vocal melodies in there when another vocalist would have probably screamed the whole thing because it's just such a heavy song. Mm-hmm. Um, very thrashy, this track. Um, yeah, I, I had a lot school. of fun with this. This, to me, is an old-school Melodeath track. And, uh, and, yeah, and the solo's yeah, quite Mustaine-esque. Mm, um, totally. I mean, again, like, yeah, it's. Uh, I think that's the thing with David. I think he he brings a lot of, like classic rock and metal you know yeah. influences to the to the yeah. to the record um and you can really hear it like on this track in particular it's 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 yeah it's it's not really mellow death it's it's not really metalcore you know like there's there's definitely let's pay some homage to what's come before you know let's take influences from a lot of like classic heavy metal and rock um now I, but like at the same time also being an incredibly heavy track at the same time yeah. you know like it owes a lot to things like megadeth and slayer it's just yeah really good fun like i had a great time with this i like the uh i do like the middle section in particular the bit with the first the silence the, the chaos and, and the chaos going that's a particularly fun bit please please include the yeah. original so that's not people's only experience of that song <laughs> <laughs> i will but no, i will uh, definitely make sure that that is the clip i use <laughs> yeah, good But um, but yeah, it's a yeah. it's a fun one. So next up, we've got um, Vesta. Wasn't that, a, wasn't that a brand of curry in the UK in the Yeti's? <laughs> um, this is it, isn't it the main Bond girl from Casino Royale. 
Vesta, Vesta Lint. Yeah, it's Vesper. This one has. Um, this is an interesting one. I think it sounds quite generic, but then the chorus kicks in, and I find the chorus really, really catchy. And yeah, and then yeah. in the, the back half, there's a really bluesy, almost southern rock inspired guitar riff, and, and to me that sums mm. up. Like you just talked about Anderson having quite a lot of influence. For, he brings more of a classic rock sound to it. And um, yeah, yeah. needless to say, we'll talk about the Night Flight Orchestra at some point. Um, but he also yeah. really likes album-oriented rock, um, which yeah. which they don't pull a lot of in this album. But they their subsequent well, albums no, are I think less, I think that would be metallic. I think that would be a step too far for Soil Work, right? To be yeah. to that to change their sound that dramatically. <laughs> I look a little a little bit, but they but they push quite hard in the new album. Um, this one also That's has fair. one of the the classic new metal cliches, which is when it sounds like someone's doing the menacing, loose spoken vocals over a megaphone. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. I know the bit. You, yep, you know what totally. I'm talking about. We've all we've all heard yeah, that, yeah. that that megaphone sound. That, so this has some some classic metal vocals over a megaphone. Um, that yep. uh, I'm not sure if that's a real trope in the albums we listen to, but certainly it comes up. <laughs> you definitely hear it in new metal, totally. But yeah, no, I th- I think Vesta's a great song. I think the the riff in the verses is awesome, and I love all the little pinch harmonic bits that they do. Um, again, that big sing along chorus is the thing that sets this one off. It's just really, really solid songwriting all round. It's really big. Yes, it's it, yeah, it's and it just and it, it just. I think that's that that to me is the that's the benefit of them trying to do. A double album is that um, hmm. it allows them to create this massive sound, and and I think whenever they talked about this, I know uh, Bjorn Strid has said that um, they really wanted to challenge themselves. They wanted to yeah. challenge themselves to to do a double album, and that's that's the sense of adventure for me. Is like we're gonna do this, we're gonna yeah like, yeah. But they, I think there's something about they can explore different ideas. There's a real expansiveness to the tracks that you would wouldn't you don't get on any other soil work album and, and the subsequent albums like um ride majestic and directly kept yeah. and stuff it's quite it's got those moments but it's still quite it's quite contained and a little more focused right but i yeah, like yeah. that this just goes a bit mad at times and like oh there's a there's a bluesy yeah, yeah. bit and there's an acoustic bit and it, it just mixes, yep, mixes yep. things up all the time and then it no, that totally. makes it quite hard to get your head around and first listen um, but yeah. it really i think it really rewards um repeated listening no definitely definitely Okay, um, let's move on to Realm of the Wasted then. Um, holy shit! That opening riff, <laughs> big riff city, uh, big riff yeah, city. Yeah. Uh, this is groovy as all hell. This song. Um, the thing that unfortunately lets this one down for me is I think the vocals are quite annoying. <laughs> okay. Uh, there's there's these really awkward long notes where he's like, oh, and I'm just like, I don't know that needed, yeah. Yeah, uh, I I think maybe a few more words could have helped that, <laughs> uh, just to punctuate those those changes. But uh, yeah, it just it it sounds a little bit drawn out and a bit thin, unfortunately for me, when it comes to the singing on this one. Um, so that was a bit of a strange strange choice. I think this is a better song when it's rocking instead of crooning. Yeah, <laughs> is I mean, what I've written. I mean, to me, the riff yeah. is a bit like ZZ Top visiting Gothenburg. 
Um, the music yeah, in this oh, one totally. is That's not. A good shout. This one is not Anderson. It's um, Sylvain Coudre, who's the rhythm guitarist. Oh, okay. um, Interesting. I think there's a really good call and response in the bridge to this, and there's a great interplay yeah. between the vocals and guitars. And I know you find don't like the chorus, but there's a bit whenever Strid's singing, is I think he's singing "Leaving for Something," and when he's holding those yeah. notes, the guitar's going boom, and I think it's actually it's another. But it's good being e- drowned out by that one yeah. note, like uh, yeah. Um, Another very nice solo. Um, I like the breakdown, mm. and I like that it's got a keyboard solo. Why not? Why not have a keyboard solo for a change? Yeah, it, you don't really hear the keyboard player too much, and he's one of the longest-serving members of the band next to Strid, isn't mm-hmm. he? Um, so, yeah, it's a bit of a shame he kind of... he's He adds a lot of texture and atmosphere to other songs, but you don't really hear him outright, like, top of the mix, like you do on this track very often, you know? I, I agree. Um, you which really I think is, know the keyboards yeah. there. Um, yeah. Did, did you have more piano and, and keyboardy bits in in later albums? Um, but, right, okay. Um, I think a lot of the... I'm trying to think. I'm thinking back to... I'll just keep referring to Nerve from Stabbing the Drama, and it tends to be more <laughs> those atmospherics. Like... Yeah. You know, whenever... You know, in the early 2000s, when metal albums had to have weird metallic... Like, 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 like weird synthesized <laughs> industrial noises. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. That, that is where you hear more of it than um than in this yeah. but it's nice it's nice to know he's there and it's uh it's quite a fun quite a fun little keyboard solo yeah yeah well he's clearly you know an accomplished musician he's not just there to add texture and noises he's, he's like he can play his instrument which is nice to see um but this is uh, but i've seen enough bands where it's just like you know i mean for example the biggest example of that would be slipknot there's a there's a guy there that's literally just doing samples and noises and it's just like can he play a keyboard or is he just there to activate noise <laughs> um yeah. yeah yeah which is you know a bit of a shame I, it's but yeah like, again I, I like that he gets a moment to shine here that's really nice uh but overall i think this is a decent song kind of let down by the vocals in the chorus unfortunately for me um but i think you know it's it, when it rocks it, it really does rock you know it's a great yeah. little track so next track okay is, this is a bit different this is the windswept yeah. mercy And after a few similar sounding songs, this has a still still relatively high tempo. It's quite a, a, a yeah. driving, like bass driven groove to it. But this is yeah. uh, clean vocals, shoes off Strid's vocal versatility. And I I really like yep. the contrast in this between the vocals and the guitar. It's, I think it's a nice break from the thrashier fast songs, and it's a much more successful way than Memories Can Find. Mm. Um, yeah, it's a bit more subdued compared to most of the music on this record. Uh, there's definitely a bigger focus on vocal melodies. Uh, but again, it was one of those songs where I just didn't feel like it ever really got into gear. It sort of just passed me by and didn't really sort of grab me and didn't, it didn't really do anything particularly memorable for me personally. Um, again, I don't think it's a bad song. It's really well written. You know, like it's accomplished. It, you know, it does what it wants to do. The idea is there and it's formed you know wholly and it, it, it works for what it's trying to accomplish but i just feel like what it accomplished was quite mediocre unfortunately um i just another another song that was just like i listened to it and nothing 
There's, there was no hook or riff or something that really like ah oh, stood out to me. It was just it, it passed me by. It's just, just another song. Which is a bit of a shame, just happens yeah. to be in this album. I do like the breakdown at the end. I think yeah. they, I think it's good, but it's yeah. a long time coming. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. It's again, yeah, just it took a long time to get its ideas onto the paper, and I'm I'm not too sure it was doing enough to keep me engaged. Unfortunately. So speaking of slightly different tracks, this we have reached the end of the first disc. Uh, this is Whispers yeah. and Lights. And this one has another big groovy opening riff that actually leads into one of the most chill songs on the album. This is, this is barely, this is barely, yeah. this is barely metal at all. You feel, you feel <laughs> hard done by. Yeah, I, I wrote that. I, I feel like there's a lot of swing to that opening riff. You know, yeah. it's, it's got, it's got, a, it's a lot more mid-paced and laid back in the verses. I think the chorus is serviceable, but not one of the best on this record. Uh, but I appreciate the constant changes in pace to keep the record, you know, more varied. Um, that it's just one of those things where like songs like this the slower tracks just don't have the pulling power that the faster tracks do unfortunately and because there's so much of it um when there's downtime like this it stands out more than the faster songs yes um so you just feel like you're just like okay come on like let's let's get to the next thing um but like i do appreciate that this song speeds up in the middle um i feel like it does build to a nice bit of drama i feel like overall this is a decent song it's definitely not one of the the more middling serviceable tracks that i i seem to sort of just experience and then not really have much to say about i feel like whispers and lights has a lot more to it especially that that riff that swingy sort of groovy riff that's really fun um but yeah and again like it does more with the fact that it's a little bit more subdued it actually does change and, and gain more drama as as it speeds up um it's an it's a really interesting song i just don't feel like it has this the overall lasting effect of the real fast heavy tracks on this record and it is it is also rounding off the first disc and this is one of the things yeah. where um whenever you're listening to stuff in the, the digital world right the tracks just keep pumping at you and um, yeah, yeah and you're probably meant to go okay that was the end of that I'm gonna t- I'm gonna remove this disc from my CD player, which is totally a thing in my life, and put in the second disc. Yeah. Um. So I think I think which it is serves what that, I did actually. And I think it serves yeah, that purpose yeah. well. Did you? Oh, did you actually yeah. listen to this on on compact disc? Um. So I listened to this in two separate sessions essentially. Mm-hmm. So I listened to first disc, made my notes, and I was like, right, okay, I need to take a break. Yeah. And actually, when I messaged you first and said, Alan. We're, one day we'll do a double album where <laughs> yeah, really it will feel like it justified being a double album, but this is not that day. Oh, no. <laughs> I was listening to disc two the following day going to Portsmouth. Um, so, oh, yeah, so and making you, my had, notes. you had been listening to disc two at that point. That, that wasn't something you yeah, said before yeah. you'd listened to disc two. No, no. So I listened to disc one the previous day, and then I was like, right, I'm taking a break. I'll, I'll tackle disc two the next day. And then I was just like, Okay. <laughs> All right, this is going to get awkward. So, let's, uh, okay, let's get on yeah. to this two then. So this opens with Entering Eons. Now, I am 
Famously not a fan of over long introductory tracks, and this does not change my mind. It's probably twice as long as it needs yeah. to be. Yeah. This is unnecessary. It could have been attached to the next song because it basically is the intro for the next song. Yeah. Um, but it is a long, meandering instrumental intro yeah. that doesn't Which means do much apart from create a bit of drama. Having said that, I tend not to skip it when I listen to this album because I think well, the, track, so, the transition into the next track is really quite well done. It, yeah, it's so well connected to the next one. Which is, of course, track two, Long Live the Misanthrope. Um, yeah, this is fun. <laughs> I fucking love the opening of this uh, one. I love that. The, the clicky guitar and drums is like Mellow Death, Eye of the Tiger. Yeah, then, I can hear that, a, totally. And then you've got that, uh, and then you get the groovy riff layered over the top, and then it just explodes around the 22nd mark yeah. with, a, with a classic soul work trope of Bjorn Strait going, yeah, for a very long time. <laughs> and, and you can hear the keyboard in this. This is a keyboard guitar yep. double lead. Absolutely amazing. What a what a great yeah, no, start! Really, what a great really start to the second disc. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. No real driving intensity to this song, and another massive chorus to set it off. Um, the one thing I did note that I felt like the solo was fine, but I don't think that the rhythm section really helped elevate it. it again, it was like a solo that just sort of happened, and I was like, oh, if the rhythm was a little bit more active and doing something a little bit more intense, I think they would have really set that off. But unfortunately, I think it was. That middle eight is just it's a little bit weak, unfortunately, yeah, in, in the grand scheme of things. But I think this is a good... Um, that's interesting. So I think it's I think probably it's... my favourite solo. Well, okay, it's probably my second favourite solo in the album because it's not this momentary bliss. But it really, really? for me, yeah, it really okay. scratches the in-flames itch. Okay, when you get in okay. It, that's fair enough. The classic tapping dual guitar bit. Um, didn't I... quite didn't quite, quite touch me in the same way that it did for you, but unfortunately, that's, that, that's just one of the things. But I do think this is a good song regardless. I think this is a really fun song. It's got that intensity to it and that, that enormous chorus as well, which is just, that's the soil work thing for me. I'm just like, that, that, that's, that's what I want. That's what I want. And it's, it's on this song in spades. The, so yeah, totally. The main riff is also particularly noodly. It is just mm. all over the place. And then there's a thrashy yep. bit. And then there's a bit, there's, there's like two bridges to this. There's kind of yeah. the thrashy bit. And then there's the, the big stompy second one. Um, so it's yeah, like yeah. four or four seasons in a day when I give it the time it gets to the chorus. It's, uh, <laughs> It's lovely. It's lovely stuff. No, definitely. So next up, we've got um, drowning with silence. And, um, I mean, yes, that's a weird song track, but I think this album is sort of loosely themed around water, so I guess that makes sense. Anyway, Drowning with Silence. <laughs> um, it just sort of happened. It, it is, like, it's, yeah, yeah, it is one of the more generic songs in the album, all, thing, all things considered. I, I quite like the bridge yeah. that nothing's changed, nothing will, but, it's, but that note progression yeah. is really like Tool's 
schism and it's also really like a dream theater yes. song called answering the call and it's like what is yes. it with those notes yeah. that's so compelling now that you've yeah now that you've hummed that actually it's instantly just come back yeah, into mind you can't, so, yeah, no, you can't hear that leaves an effect but yeah it's, it's, it's by no means a bad song it just didn't have that special something to make it truly memorable it's it's very much that sort of mid-paced soil work song by numbers um found it overall quite mediocre it's just yeah unfortunately another one of those tracks that gets lost in the mix and it's the it's songs like this where i feel like i think this album would have been a better experience if um it was either condensed or naturally they had a lot to say it feels like a lot of this record is quite forced it's like like you said the mission statement was let's do a double album we have to do a double album and i think when obviously when they'd set that goal for themselves stuff like this happens where it's just like we need a song here but we don't have a strong enough idea to really sort of round it out um so we just have to kind of make these mediocre tracks to 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 fill the space in and it's just i just don't feel like it was worth the effort unfortunately i think this would have been overall a much better condensed single disc experience and i will talk about what i think is the best running order at the end of this (laughs) playlist i mean it is yeah even though it's a double album it is one hour 25 minutes in total length so to be fair to them we we have covered albums that were very very long on this podcast that were single disc albums and it's only it's only 10 15 minutes longer than that so i yeah i i'm gonna i'm gonna stand up for it and you know spoilers i do think it i think it succeeds with the mission statement but it, it does have a little bit of fat that you could potentially trim if you really had to get down to one disc and that's probably yep, yep. and this is probably one of those tracks i am a big fan of the solo in the middle um but okay. um i don't think that makes up for the rest of it although the bridge is catchy it's got its moments it's yep. got its moments but it's not it's not a it's not a highlight definitely definitely okay let's move on to uh track four of disc two which is antidotes in passing Now, I say this is probably the most stripped-back song on the record, yep. uh, almost entirely sung instead of screamed. Uh, I thought the chorus was pretty solid, uh, but the acoustic verses were a little dull. Uh, I just don't feel like they really like leave an impression at all. Um, there's a simple lead guitar melody in the back half, which I think is very effective. Um, but overall, I feel like it's another song that sort of just happens um and didn't really leave uh, a lasting impression on me personally how about you um it, i think objectively <laughs> it i think it's fine <laughs> um i'm just i'm just laughing at the concept of objectivity in an episode of this podcast <laughs> like, i think it's fine <laughs> but yeah this is the bit where i go okay okay maybe maybe you guys push this a little bit too far um i yeah. think it's not bad it's a bit of a momentum killer it's a bit skippable um yeah, it's yeah. probably one of my less favorite tracks perhaps perhaps yeah. my perhaps my least favorite track on the album um but yeah it's it's tough this the, the start of this second disc in particular is a bit like quite draining actually i'm just like uh, i needed yeah. the intensity to ramp up a bit to keep me engaged and 
thankfully, yeah, thankfully for you, there's, that there's, there's another track called Leech, and it comes immediately after yeah. this. And, I, and as I yeah. as I was listening, I said, "Oh, Lewis, I've put in one just for you here." <laughs> nice thrashy one oh, yeah. for you. Yeah, pace picks up dramatically on this song. Blast beats in the pre-chorus, and another and massive, huge chorus that I absolutely in, in, adored. Uh, yeah, I think this is a great song. I had a lot of fun with this. Uh, yeah, it's just. No frills, like, right, we need a heavy song now because we've been mucking around <laughs> doing lots of boring, mediocre stuff. Yeah, this is a good, it's a good <laughs> head-banging let's go, track let's go to get the momentum and energy back up. I do like the absolutely. absolutely brutal bit where he's screaming, you can't leech from me. That's particularly effective. Yeah. Although at the same time, yep. we have heard this style of song before, and I think Tongue does it a bit better. I, I think I'm more of a fan yeah. of Realm of the Wasted than you, but I also think it, it perhaps does it better so it's it's still really good okay. and it's at a good place yeah, in the yeah. album but it's um it yeah but it is, it is and, and in some ways it's more of the same it's more of the good same um but it but yeah it's more yeah of the same but if it is very needed at this point in the record I, I i very much needed that like burst of energy to keep me engaged sort of thing because yeah like it, the the first bit of this record was kind of drained the first bit of this this side of the record was you know a bit draining for me personally yeah. and right so now we've got the second of the title tracks doesn't that doesn't that say yeah. it all um this is the living infinite 2 Or, or Living Infinite, I, I, if you don't understand Roman numerals. Um, <laughs> I actually prefer this one of the two tracks called I Living also Infinite. prefer this one and to the uh, Living Infinite, yes. So what did you think of this? Um, I think it is another perfectly serviceable track. Uh, nothing particularly wrong with it. Just doesn't leave much of an impact. Need a big catchy chorus and riffs, but this just doesn't seem to happen to me. Uh, another song that just sort of seemed to happen. Um, yeah, it's it's decent. It's not bad. It's just, again, it's got that, right, this is the mid-paced soil work song structure that we do on the mid-paced songs, and it, and it happens. I, I feel like it is a stronger representation of that than the first Living Infinite, um, but again, it's just another one of those songs <laughs> on an album that has a lot of those songs. Yeah, oh, <laughs> like I, I, I really like this one. And and to me, okay. this encapsulates what the album's all about. It's got the groovy, screamy bits in the verses. Yep. It's got that massive, expansive bridge in the chorus. And, yep. and this, to me, is probably one of the strongest choruses in the album. It's such a good sing-along one. Um, but yep. it also has the the classic mid-tempo meat grinder soil work riff that they bring yeah. out a lot. And yep. Yep. I, I just love it. And I think, I think if you dig in the album so far, this really seals the deal. And, you know, listening back to it again very critically if if antidotes in passing is a bit of a thing oh god maybe this isn't as good as i thought it was this is the point at which i go from thinking oh man there's a lot of good songs this album go oh this i think it's actually is quite special i think i yeah, think yeah. it's um i think this really is um very I, I think this album really is very good the fact that we're like you know 
15, 16 tracks in. Yeah, and it's and and there's still there's still stuff like this in the album. I think oh, actually this this does uh, the end. The end is justifying the means. <laughs> I will say as well when we get to the end and I talk about my condensed version of the record that I think is a better experience. This song does not get deleted. Yay! Like I do include it. Good. So, Good. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah. So it's yeah. It's when I say songs are passing me by and they feel a bit mediocre and stuff. It's not that I'm not enjoying myself. Yeah. Just... It's more just a case of like when I have to think about the whole record critically. It feels like certain tracks stand out more than others, and this was one that just didn't yeah. quite stand out as much for um, me, personally. Have I ever told you about what Craig and I do with um, Stadium Arcadium by the Red Hot Chili Peppers? Like every couple of years, we'll try and condense, every, every couple of years, we'll try and <laughs> condense it down to one album. <laughs> we have uh, lots, of, lots of keen keen arguments about it, although I, uh, although at some, I think at this stage in my life, I'm like, yeah, maybe I could just not listen to all of it, and that would be a way to condense it. Because their because their recent stuff has been so dreadful. I I think I've I think I've I think I've outgrown I think I've outgrown the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, all I right. Guess. So next up, sorry for that totally unnecessary diversion. Next up, we've got Loyal Shadow. <laughs> Loyal Shadow, and this is the second meandering introductory track but i quite like this one it's catchy as fuck it reminds me of the jester's dance off the jester race you know you're not you're not you don't gonna, feel that we're way gonna disagree all. on this one he unfortunately he wins yeah. there on the on the video stream i it's it's fine but there isn't a big riff or hook there to keep me engaged and i just feel like it didn't justify being instrumental i think some vocals really would have set this off and it just it, it feels like it's missing something by not having them um again i don't think it's a bad song i think it's just it unfortunately just happens and i think i, I needed some other element like a vocal melody to really draw me into that one and it just didn't quite happen for me i just felt overall came away feeling a, another mediocre track on this record oh, unfortunately that's disappointing well it's only two only two minutes yeah. 30 so not much of your time is lost hey look you know this this is the reason why i chose you to do this podcast <laughs> like, <laughs> we, we we don't have the same opinion we need some yeah. conflict here to keep this interesting well, like, it doesn't need to be like fuck you Lewis, you're a moron you know <laughs> yeah, so no be... no no not at all yeah, but like but, uh... it, think certain things will affect people differently you know and i i I don't, I, I'm not here to say you're wrong. <laughs> I just didn't. It just didn't affect me in the same way. Uh, uh, I think I so, think yeah. this one. I think this one's um, actually actually super tasty, and uh, Fair it, enough. It, it's got that it's got that good um, noodly and flamesy quality to it that I really like. Um, okay. But I probably need okay. to broaden my uh, listening styles. Um, but it leads us into um, wha- a- another big track, which is Rise Above the Sentiment. Oh, in it just big. That riff. Oh, the groovy riff in the verses is excellent. Another really good chorus as well. This is just 
what I need from this record. This is this is what I was enjoying. Uh, just yeah, soil work firing on all cylinders on this track. Really great series of solos in the middle of eight, middle eight as well. Yeah. Um, it's just awesome stuff. Like really, really good song. This one. Uh, I, I get, I, it saved this CD <laughs> for me. I was like, okay, cool. Um, dare I say it? It's a back off bang. Banger. <laughs> oh well, um, well, we'll 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 get to that. You're playing you're playing your back half banger card right now. Um, yep. And um, look, I love. It. I think it's a saving one of the best for last. It's got a great sing along chorus. It's got a big Nidley Soto. What's not the like? What's not the like? Great, yeah, great it's, song. It's, it's a really really great song. Great, it is indeed. Great yeah, no, song. no 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 disagreements on that one at all. So next up, we've got Parasite Blues. And at this point, I'm going to play my back half banger card, which I've saved for this track. Back half banger. I think you're completely justified in doing that as well. I think, personally, Rise Above the Sentiment had more of an effect for me, uh, maybe because I needed it more at that point in the record, but Parasite Blues is no stinker by any means. Uh, I really enjoy the opening and, and the, that sort of verse riff. Lots of drama to it. Really impressive vocal performance in the chorus, which is a really high register on this song. Yeah, and like he, definitely, and, and it I, works, and it works. Um, yeah, absolutely, it does. I think um, if you've it got, just again, um, like if you got a double album, you're allowed two back half bangers. So we will, we will, yeah, we will allow it. We will, we will, we will play the little weird jingle of my voice. That I really don't like. <laughs> you get um, to hear it twice. Yeah, everybody. we get to hear. We get to hear my voice warp twice. So this is one of the catchiest riffs in the album. It's just so fucking heavy and stompy. Yeah, yep. right at the end of the album. I love the vocal delivery in the verses, but it's just so intense and epic. And then from the second verse, yeah. it gets even heavier. Yeah, get, yeah. It's, the, the riff just like really starts flying all over the place. Um, we do get another shouting through a megaphone breakdown, and then uh, yeah. and a monster solo, and, and a really good sneaky drum fill before the chorus. Yeah, yeah. Dum, 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 ding. <laughs> there's, there's there's a few of those across this record actually. Yeah. Like they're, 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 we we haven't really talked about the drums too much, but honestly, like they are very, very good. tight as all hell. Like very very good. Um, just a whole across the whole thing. I mean, like you know, we, we've been talking about blast beats and stuff across this record, and honestly, like just the performance is brilliant. There's a thing with blast beats that unfortunately a lot of drummers can't keep that level of intensity, and often the blast becomes quite tappy mm-hmm. <laughs> like it, you know it's it fades out it starts off heavy and then it's just like oh, I, I can't keep going this long so to have that consistency and look you know they they may well have you know mixed this in a way so that the, the consistency is there um even if it's not like the the real performance but it on on record it definitely sounds consistent and intense and heavy and it's just yeah like honestly the drumming is fantastic across this record really really good um, yeah, I I love that solo as well near the end. That's, that's really, really good stuff. Oh, oh, good songs. Real good songs. And it would have been the perfect way to end the album. But we have one more song. Yeah. And that song It would is have been, wouldn't it? Isles Predict, Oracles Stand Guard.
which is a really awkward song title. <laughs> it's such a it's such an awkward choice for a final song, and and I wonder yeah. if the album will be better without this. It's very Absolutely. slow, almost doomy for the first half, yeah. and that kind of kicks into gear for the second half with the. And I did look at the lyrics to say, well, you know, why is this called? I'll predict Oracle stand guard and and I've quoted yeah. some lyrics for you which is all I have is the wisdom the wisdom of Isles given to me by the eyes of a ghost and I was like is this the same album this is bizarre <laughs> and it's and it's particularly yeah. bizarre when when I get into my further listening wrecks but like I'm gonna be honest here I usually yeah. stop listening to this album after Parasite Blues and skip the last track I yeah. I, I, I just pretend to do. this doesn't exist <laughs> And perhaps that means that I, I rate it higher than it would others, but I like to pretend that this one doesn't exist. And they made some kind of mistake, yeah, yeah. And, and I don't know why it's there. Yeah. Um, I put this down as my least favourite song on the album. <laughs> yes, and that's why it's I reserved one... my least favourite one yeah. <laughs> to this. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's the one track where I felt like this was actually a bad song, which is a shame, Like because uh, every, every other track where I've felt like it's been you know middling or a bit just sort of pass me by and stuff i would not say those are bad songs i just think that maybe they are positioned on a record that doesn't quite service them well um whereas i think al's predict is quite a bad song uh, it's a big slow stompy closer rhythm guitar just needs more melody there's like no like music yeah. <laughs> it's just very rhythmical it's a bit of a limp way to end the album it does pick up pace with a lot of double bass drumming thankfully um, but it's just unfortunately a little too late. It doesn't leave much of an impression, and it bloody fades out as well. <laughs> Lazy. Boo. What is this? The 1980s. Yeah. Boo. Uh, yeah. Uh. yeah. No, it's a bit of a shame on the end there. It is now. It's a bit of a shame that they've included a stinker at the end. Um, so, yeah. so what are your so what are your final thoughts on this? Because like I, th- this is this has gone well. I think you've been pretty positive. Yeah. I think you've been pretty positive here. Yeah. No. 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 Look, I. Now, I'm going to talk about what I would do to to, to make this an, a nicer listening experience. Is I've condensed it to a 12-track version of the album, which I think is just absolutely bangers, essentially, yeah, and, absolutely it, and it works brutal. a lot better together. All right. So, um, so okay. I I am going Spectrum of Eternity. Yeah. Um, I am going This Momentary Bliss. Yeah. Tongue. Yeah. Um, Let the First Wave Rise. Um, Vesta. Uh, Realm of the Wasted. Uh, whispers and lights. Oh, okay. Then from disc two, I'm dumping entering aeons. You can have it if you want, but whatever. We need long live the misanthrop, though. That's important. Um, then I'm choosing leech, living infinite two, um, uh, rise above the sentiment, and parasite blues. How long does that get you? Um, so that's twelve tracks. I'm not entirely sure what the length of the songs is because the version of the tra- of the album I was using had all the wrong song lengths for some reason. <laughs> However, I'd converted it and made everything like twice as long as it was supposed to be, even though the tracks actually continued fine once they ended. It's very strange. I don't know what was going I on. I will there. playlist it up and put it on Apple Music anyway. Um, but honestly, I think those, those tracks in particular, I listened to, to that version that I just listed as its own thing and I was like, yep, that's that's what it needed. It just needed to be a lot more condensed. I don't think The Living Infinite justifies being as long as it does, unfortunately. I think a double album should come naturally. I feel like a band should be firing on all cylinders. Like, We've got loads of ideas. Let's just record it all, and if it's all worth the effort, then let's do it. I think this was too forced. I think they 
decided in advance the mission statement was we need to make a double record and we just need to have that much music to be able to justify releasing two discs um instead of it being something that came naturally um i yeah i don't think this is a bad album by any means i think it is a good record um i just think that if we trim the fat a little bit it would be an outstanding record because God damn, when they are firing on all cylinders, Soilwork are quite an incredible band. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah, so there's a lot to love here. Look, I, I think, aside from the slight sag at Drowning with Silence and that it's in passing, and the last track, which is certainly not my favourite, yeah. I don't think there's that many songs that are absolute filler. Um, yeah. Look, look, it's one of my favourite albums ever. I, I, I just fucking love it. I get that it could be exhausting yeah, yeah, yeah. if you're not a fan of the band. For me, it's a, yeah. it's a real achievement that they get through a double album. There's not that many duffers. There's so much to love. There's so much of ambition to it. And I think that, so like, how many generic metal records do you hear? Even the Act of Denial album, which is tight, sounds a lot yeah. like classic soil work. And so I was listening to the new right. Disturbed album. Um, yeah, uh, Disturbed is like you know, it, you you've heard one album, you've heard them all, right? The, the new Disturbed yeah. album is fun, but it's a Disturbed yep. album, right? They're never going to do anything yeah, yeah. in any way ambitious, and um, and yeah. I think that um, I think we need more expansive, proggy, boundary pushing stuff like this. I think that's no, no, no. I agree like completely, and I, I really like completely. that it's not completely front loaded, and there's a lot to love in the second yeah. disc. I think if you'd had one really good disc and then the more spacey, meandering, proggy tracks, that would have been a big mistake. So while there's yeah. some questionable dips, especially like the second track, um, it's yeah. um, I think it, overall it's pretty good at maintaining the tempo, where even so many single albums have a crap back yeah, half yeah. that we've covered in this, yep. this show. No, no, I agree completely. Favourite song then? Um, because I, th- I think there's one option here, and if you're not choosing it, then it's the wrong option. <laughs> um, are you picking Spectrum of Eternity? I'm picking this momentary book. Yes! Oh, I'm so pleased. So pleased. That's my favourite too. Oh, yeah. oh, good. Good. Oh, look, look, that wasn't going to be... Um, yeah, I was just like, oh, maybe maybe you've gone for that one. But uh, but I'm glad we're agreed that that is the, the best solo work track ever. Um, look, again, no no offence to Spectrum of Eternity, because that is a fucking incredible opening track. <laughs> but this momentary bliss has just so much more to offer like it's just an all-round really well produced song like just it's got those melodies it's the chorus is so catchy like spectrum of eternity like whilst it has you know catchy vocals and stuff like that they don't get set off as like extremely well as this momentary bliss does it's just they're so pu- well punctuated by the music that services them oh great song i would say my second favorite actually was more was actually Tongue and not Spectrum of Eternity. Because again, I think that one is another one that has really incredibly just catchy vocals that are set off so well by the music that services them. Oh, just so great one, stuff. One great interesting stuff. final fact is that um, Soulwork have one live album it's called Live in the Heart of Helsinki. I've, um, I've got it okay. on uh, DVD, double CD. I think that was Daniel got me that. Thank you. Yep. And they open Lovely. with This Momentary Bliss. The track listing in that hey. one from from this album, I'm not going to read the whole thing because it'll be meaningless. So they include yep. this momentary bliss, spectrum of eternity, parasite blues, yep. Um, yep. long live the misanthrope, tongue, yep. uh, living infinite one, um, which okay. is the incorrect one they should have chosen, and um, rise above <laughs> the sentiment. Um, yep. So that definitely lines up with our our favorite tracks off this. 
um, yeah. as long as like excellently named classic tracks like Bastard Chain. How can you not like a, how can you not like a song <laughs> called Bastard Chain? Excellent. But yeah, no, um, good stuff. I, I think I'm glad we're both in agreement on, on the best song there because I think it absolutely is. Um, um, so, further listening yeah, further then. Listening. Uh, do you want to go first or will I, will I, uh, I go into my very long prepared uh, further listening? Okay, okay. I'll go first. I'll go first. Right, I think we've got to talk about the obvious one. Um, it's Disarm the Descent by Killswitch Engage. You oh, need to okay, listen to that okay. record. Um, off the back of this, I, it, it reminded me so much of that. And we have an entire episode on that, po- on that album as well on the, po- on the podcast feed. So please go and check that out. Um, yeah, it's that modern metal core sound, but taking a lot of influence from Melodeath. Um, that it's not that chuggy breakdown heavy stuff that you get with a lot of metal core. It is, songs they are written to be songs they have a peaks and you know ebbs and flows it, it, it there, there's really memorable choruses we talk about the choruses on that record a lot in that in our podcast episode um and that's again like one of the things that really affected me a lot when i was listening to the solo work album choruses are just so solid so yeah that's the that was the big that was the one i had to be like right i have to say it like it's it's so obvious i have to say it <laughs> but we already the other got choice it. i'm gonna go it's it's, <laughs> it's i know it's implicitly recommended because we covered yeah, it as an i know i know but i had to say it right it's just so like, uh, obvious like there's no real rules but yeah there's no real rules apart from i try to avoid recommending the same album twice um that, yeah, that's I'm, my I'm, I'm sorry it's yeah it's okay. it was just one of those things where i'm just like i keep being reminded of it i have to say it i so, will yeah. allow it i will allow it okay one that we haven't covered, um, Come Clarity by In Flames is my other mm. choice. Because I feel like this shares a lot in common with that record. Um, it's, you know, still a heavy metal record, but singing and choruses are becoming more prevalent in In Flames, like, um, you know, arsenal of weapons. You know, it's like there is, there are a lot more songs on that record where I'm just like, great chorus, really effective. Um, the singing has become more of a vocal uh, element that uh, Anders does a lot more uh, on Come Clarity than, than previous records. Um, and he's not so scream centric, you know, um, that, that record in particular definitely reminded me quite heavily of this in just the, the overall sound is very similar in that it's like, okay, we've still got heavy elements and we're still doing metal songs, but we're also introducing a lot of melody now and just trying to give you, you know, nice catchy moments of really big choruses and stuff that people can sing along to. And um, so, yeah, that's why it's my second choice. Well, uh, we all know how I feel about In Flames. And um, yeah. and, and, as, and as two um, big Sonic the Hedgehog fans, who know about the Sonic cycle. And I have reached the the excitement stage of the In Flames cycle for their new album. Yep, yep. Um, have they released all their good tracks up front and will the rest have children's choirs and be poop? We will find out <laughs> next February. But um, since uh, since we've reached the point in the podcast and only the, the hardcore skillets are listening, it better be fucking good. It better, it better be fu- <laughs> That's all I can say. It better be fucking good. I'm going to see In Flames yep. uh, not fast next March. I don't want to hear lots of oh, crap yes. children choirs tracks. It better be better be fucking good. I'll be I'll be wearing my Flames T-shirt. Don't make me um, take it off and burn myself in the Australian <laughs> summer sun. Um, and uh, the best thing about Come Clarity is that it's quite a good gateway album for In Flames, and I get to send my my colleagues like I listen to this track. It's got like crawl through knives, <laughs> piercing death the one for me, man. It's so good. I'm for, obsessed. It's so good for like uh, like <laughs> stereotypical heavy metal song titles. It's so good. Yeah, yeah, uh, totally. All right. So you've just reduced this album 
down to a 70 minute thing and and i think okay. it could actually be longer because um okay so my, my my sort of first jokey further listening is you should listen to everything so we're covered at least after this it's all <laughs> it's all excellent um the ride majestic is like a tighter even more blast beaty version of this um then okay. you've got Hutton, which is a bit more a bit more weird a bit more poppy and um and yep. then you've got their new album overgiven Hutton, which i think is really good although probably a little bit long now Soil work okay. released. Can you believe there were really good songs that were left on the cutting room floor from this session? And they released them as an EP mm. called Beyond the Infinite. And okay. that EP was then packaged into a one of those sort of rarities and B-side albums. And it's called Death Resonance. And okay. I, I would probably have included the tracks on Death Resonance over the less good songs that made the cut for this album. I think it is a fascinating okay. listen for what comes out of album sessions and there's a track on that called forever lost in vain which sounds like soil work covering dio um okay really really like soil works like off cuts are better than most bands albums really like i think, so I think it's so i think it's so interesting that they've got oils predict oracle stand guard when he could have had um you know your nerves my everyday tool or something off death resonance there's so many fucking That's great right. there's right. nothing there's just pretty much every track you can look up and see where they're from pretty much every track and beyond the infinite is awesome they make two actual recommendations first one is another band featuring bjorn strid and david anderson the band's called the night okay. flight orchestra and they do really okay, fun cheesy album oriented rock and uh, the album I'm recommending is Amber Galactic, which has songs that we played at our wedding because it is fun. Aww. And I wanted to get Soil Work on the wedding playlist, but it was too much. So I snuck that in instead. <laughs> it, is, uh, it is fun, fun, fun stuff. They uh, amazingly prolific. They've released like, I don't know, three, four albums. I don't know if that band's going to continue now that Anderson's um, passed away. Yeah, it's you know, the um, thing, isn't it? But uh, yeah, it's, it's it's called it's basically all sort of cheesy seventies songs about having sex, and they've all got worldwide like airport travel puns. Okay, that, that, that's the best <laughs> way to describe it. Um, like they've got an album called Air, Air Romantic, and a lot of the songs right. are about people jetting around the world and and, and and sleeping with people. It's it's very like needless to say it's very tongue-in-cheek right and when you, yeah, when you appear yeah. they've all got the aviators and big white disco suits and all on it's it's really <laughs> silly stuff it's really good fun um and i think it also shows what a great vocalist strid is and also they okay. the versatility of their stuff now the second one is actually a mellow death album um okay. <laughs> and um the second real recommendation is by omnium gatherum and the album is called the burning cold which I think is okay. easily their best album. So Omnium Gatherum are, are like they they released a new album uh, last year. I think it's called Origin, and they just they they described it as Death Leopard as opposed to Death Leopard. Uh, they, <laughs> they, they have a bit tongue in cheek, but they do what's similar to Soil Work is they've got that mellow death backdrop, um, okay. a bit more keyboard in their songs, um, but it yep. has that slight tinge of album oriented rock. It's it's very okay. catchy, very poppy, just just really good, really well written songs. And I think uh, I think the Burning Cold is an, an awesome album. Like it's it's really heavy, um, yeah. But it's just uh, just really beautiful album. Really really lovely melodies. Really fun time. And I think that's uh, mm. probably the closest to what Soil Work have achieved with this. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, yeah, I'm I'm very 
interested in exploring more soil work to be honest with you and i feel like that might have been something that maybe put me at a bit of a disadvantage with this record is that i didn't really have the context for what had come prior mm -hmm. and maybe it would have been nice to have had that knowledge going into it to, to really appreciate what had changed and and what they you know they were trying to do it's, if like you say if you've had lots and lots of albums of chuggy you know new metal-y kind of mellow death then and then all of a sudden you get this which is like this really huge expansive classic heavy metal influenced version of mellow um, um soil work then yeah maybe maybe you would appreciate it a lot more and maybe that was where i was coming into this at a bit of a disadvantage over yourself but that's not to say I didn't enjoy it. I did have a good time with this. It's just I felt like it was a little over long. There was some stuff I would take off. And I, I felt like it was a little bit more of a double album that they tried to force into existence instead of it coming naturally. Um, but yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Oh, All right. I'm just so glad you liked it. I'm so glad you're not like, Yay. I hate this. <laughs> Fuck you. We're doing, uh, we're doing an EP next time. Yeah, ne next time we will do the Soil Work EP, Beyond the Infinite. More of the same. Let's go. Let's go. We're doing an EP. Um, but no, I'm, I'm no very... we're not doing an EP next time. I have I have already decided what we're doing next time. Um, and um, I will... I will, I will leave the the listener wanting because uh, I'll talk to you about that afterwards. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we can't, can't you can't give it away. Also because yeah, yeah. you know think things might change. You don't want to over you don't want to overcommit yourself. You know absolutely. You, you, don't absolutely. Want to, you don't want to Osborne effect yourself. <laughs> so anyway, we're uh, we're clearly into the, uh, the the waffle small talk stage, and we have reached yep. another episode. Um, so thank you so much for listening. Now, if you enjoyed this episode, there's two ways to support the show. The best way is to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, but in fact, actually, I, I take that back. That's the second best way. The best way is okay. to share this with a friend or two and really spread the love around. Yep. Um, you can find all the previous episodes on your favorite podcast app or on our website, castironshow.co.uk. You can follow us on Instagram at cast iron show at the time of recording twitter still yep. exists and we also have a twitter account which is at cast iron show but i think lewis's homework is yep. going to be to set up a mastodon account or something given how quickly these absolutely, things absolutely. Going off the i'm reels. very much enjoying mastodon <laughs> and yeah mastodon so yeah, no, that, i think is definitely... the, the true heavy metal social media service absolutely damn right it is <laughs> damn right it is <laughs> So yeah, we we keep an eye out on the on the socials. I I may well set that up, and and that we'll have another place for you to to keep in touch with us. Um, and it'll likely be more active because I just like using Mastodon more. <laughs> so yeah, as long as you're happy, as long as you're happy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you, and we'll catch you next time. Take care.